G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There are seasons of our lives when he sends us a little extra to see what we'll do with it. Hi and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff continues his message about a person's true wealth today. He'll share that in order to receive God's blessing in every area of our lives, we're to give the first fruits of what God has given us back to Him. Because you know that Jesus didn't tithe His life, He gave it all. And if you want the New Testament example for giving, it's not the tithe, it's ultimately everything. Jesus gave it all. This is Today with Jeff Vines and the rest of his message about a person's true wealth. And this is, this is going to hurt a little, but you're going to let me explain. I, I, I just want you to see, folks, tithing is not giving. It's returning. You see? When you give a tithe to God, it's not giving. You're simply returning what is rightfully His. It's bringing back to the Lord what belongs to Him. Otherwise... If it didn't belong to him, how could God accuse his people of robbing him? You can only rob somebody if it belongs to him. It belongs to him. The first portions of all of our life, yes, including our finance, belongs to him. It's rightfully his. That's why tithing is not giving, it's returning. It's returning back to God what is rightfully his. And the Bible says in Luke 16, you want a New Testament passage where Jesus is talking. He says, and if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Now, if you look carefully, when God's talking about you can't serve both God and mammon, the point of this verse is, if you're not faithful with God, he's the other man. If you're not faithful with the stuff that he's given you, how do you expect him to give you what is your own? So God doesn't expand your resources if you're not faithful in the resources he's already given And your faithfulness is bringing back to God what rightfully belongs to him. Now, here's what I believe. Stay with me now. It's not over. It'll become clear. I believe here's what God does in our lives. There are seasons of our lives when he sends us a little extra to see what we'll do with it. And if I get that little extra in my life and I go spend it all on myself, then God knows and so do you. Man, I can't be trusted with a little. Why would God trust me with a lot? See, folks, how many of you last week when I started talking thought, great, Pastor Jeff's finally going to give me a formula to get rich? <laughs> See, if that was your thought, guess what? It's still not about God. It's about you still. See, if you use God to get more money to spend on yourself, God's not first. It's still about you. I've had people come up to me as a pastor and say, Pastor Jeff, I'm getting ready to sell a house. And I want to sell it right at the top of the market and get the highest price. You pray for that, I'm going to give to the church. (laughs) I would tell you what I think when somebody tells me that, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'll have somebody come to me and say, Pastor Jeff, I've got some stock. It's it's doing really well. Pray that God keeps it right there because if it does, I'm going to give a lot of money to the church. (laughs) 
My favorite was when a guy came to me probably four months ago and said, I'm about ready to go on a game show. (laughs) I want you to pray that God give me the right answer at the right time. And I'll tell you, if I win a lot of money, I'm going to give it, give it to the, you you know what I mean? (laughs) I never see those people again because God's response to you is this. He who is faithful and what is least is faithful also much. If you're not faithful now, what makes you think you can be faithful when I give you a lot? Does God want to bless your finances? Yes. Does God want to multiply your finances? Yes, but not for you. (laughs) Not for your purposes, for his, for his. So that's why I can honestly say, I believe that God wants to shift the cattle on a thousand hills your way. If he can trust you to use it for his purposes, not yours. Think about Zacchaeus for a moment. Zacchaeus is changed by the grace of God. He was amazed that Jesus, the rabbi, wanted to come to his house. And what does Zacchaeus learn that just makes him all excited? He learns that it's not about law, it's about grace. And he's so overwhelmed with Jesus' mercy and grace. Remember the two things he does? Number one, he says, I'm going to give 50% of everything I have away. Why would he do that? The Mosaic law only required 10 And he's just learned that it's not on the basis of law that God accepts you. So all of a sudden does he stand up and say, I'm going to give 50% to the poor. And the reason is, and I want you to memorize this, is because grace inspires much more than the law ever required. See, some of you get hung up on these sermons and you think, well, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. No, you're missing the point. When Jesus has truly changed your heart, it's not about you having to. It's about you being inspired to. Because you know that Jesus didn't tithe his life, he gave it all. And if you want the New Testament example for giving, it's not the tithe, it's ultimately everything. Jesus gave it all that the world, those who were far from God might come near. And the call on your and my life, we get stuck on the law or obedience, grace inspires more than the law ever required. The second thing he says I'm going to do, I'm going to give four times back to anybody I stole from. Again, the Mosaic law only required twice back. He says four. Why? Because something happens when you meet the Savior. And here's what it is. Greed surrenders to generosity at the point of conversion. So says Tim Keller. Something happens in you. When you see Jesus dying to make you his treasure, then other people will become yours. Now stay with me. I didn't always believe this or live this. When I was in seminary, Robin and I were very poor. I mean, you know what it's like. Remember the college days? Oh my goodness. We were trying not to take out student loans. We were working, but we could barely make ends meet. And I remember coming home from seminary one day and I pulled off the exit to turn right to go to our apartments. And I looked down to the left and under a bridge was a homeless guy. And he had a little sign holding. Now here's what I said to God. Now see, I'm not as dumb as most of you think I am. I'm not. I've been in Africa. And so when I see guys like this, my first inclination is your first inclination. This guy's running a scam, right? That's what you think too. But I try to listen to the voice of the Lord, try to have a prompting to listen because you can get to the point where you're cynical and you never help anybody, especially those who really need it. And I could sense God saying to me, it's not an audible voice, but I could sense God saying, go help him. Oh God, I don't want to do that. Go help God. We don't have, I don't, what am I going to help him with? Go help him. So I pull over to the left. I pull under the bridge, roll down the window. Hey man, how can I help you? And I wanted him to say something like, I need some money. Cause then I'd know he didn't do that. 
said, dude, man, I got three kids. I need some food. I don't want money. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drinker. I just want some food. Can you help me? Get in. I took him up to Kroger, which is a popular food chain there. And I, uh, I bought $120 right around there. I can't remember the exact number, but it's right around there, groceries. Put them in the bags. Tears in his eyes, he thanked me, and he went, went on his way. On the way home, it's like God said to me, hey, hey, how do you feel right now? You feel pretty good, don't you? Well, yeah, I do. It's kind of, you feel kind of alive, don't you? Well, yeah, I kind of do. You feel kind of scared too, don't you? Yeah, I do, Lord, because I don't know how we're going to pay the bills. You're a little frightened, aren't you? I'm terrified, God. Are you, you love watching me squirm or what? I said, I like what you're frightened. I mean, I said, God, I wouldn't be frightened if you just give me some money right now. <laughs> so I go back. Now, this, I don't have a bunch of stories to tell you like this, and I don't want you to feel manipulated at all. Not every story turns out like this, but this one did, and of course, that's why I used it. The next day, I got a check in the mail for the exact amount, that's all I remember, for an article I had written for a journal that I didn't even know I was going to get paid for, and I just thought, wow. And God said to me, how'd you like that? I said, that was pretty cool. And he said, you think you can trust me from here on out? And that was kind of a red letter day in my life. And here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. In those seasons of my life that God sends me a little extra, if I spend all that extra on my pleasure, he stops sending. James tells us, you have not because you ask not, or you ask that you might spend it on your own selfish pleasures. But if he sends me extra, and I say, man, how can I use this to advance Christ's kingdom? You know what happens? It seems to just keep expanding and expanding and expanding as I give it away. You see what I'm saying? I'm not promising any of you that you're going to get rich by tithing. I'm not. I'm going to promise you that if you give God the first, it's the right thing to do, that he'll redeem the rest. But only that which is given away can be expanded. This is Today with Jeff Vines. We're being encouraged to give the first fruits of what God's blessed us with back to Him, and God will bless the rest. Let's continue now. Only that which is given away can be expanded. And the truth is that God knows your motivation, and you can't fool God. And at that moment in your life when your heart becomes, God, I want to be used to expand your kingdom. So expand my time and my talents and my finances. And God, I'll use that to do what's really important. See, when that clicks in your mind, something will happen. And greed will surrender to generosity at the point of that conversion. Somebody said it, and I wish I knew who. I can't find it anywhere. But a man's true wealth is not in what he keeps, but in what he gives away. Now, here's what I want you to do. You, could, you were given a card when you came in. It should have been in your bulletin or somewhere. It looks like this. I want you to take it out. Don't worry, you're safe. By the way, while you're finding that, can I ask you something? Did I mention that you're saved? Did I mention that? Did I mention that your salvation is based on Jesus and what he did? Did I mention that this message was not about your salvation, you keeping it or losing it? Did I mention that? It's important that you remember that. Otherwise, in sermons like this, you're going to feel manipulated. This is not about your salvation. Do you understand? You're safe, secure. You walk out of here with a smile on your face. This is about God using you for his purposes. 
and you feeling alive again, and you're feeling that thrill of trusting God and watching him expand your time, your talents, your resources, whatever it is, there's a card that you have. I'm going to ask you not to put your name on it, but to put something on that line of what you're going to offer to God. It might be, I'm going to offer, I'm already tithing my time to God. And some of you always tell me that. You'll say, hey, I'm tithing my time. Hey, it's not right to obey in one area and disobey in another. But if you're tithing your time, then I'm saying, maybe you can offer more of your time a little bit somewhere and see if God will expand it. How does God expand time? That would be cool. Well, I'm talking about those of you who know that when you come in the first of your day and you honor God with the first fruits, isn't it amazing how many hours, how the time goes, how you just click and things go better. You get more things done in a short because you've honored God. I'm saying that some of you can offer your time. Together. Some of you, it can be your talent. You've got a certain talent. You know would expand Christ's kingdom. Write that down. Don't put your name. This is between you and God, but I want you to put it in the offering thing as it comes around. Now, some of you, let me go back. Some of you are not even given the first fruits of your time, your talents, or your monies. I would hope that after last week's message that you would have made that decision. Next week is the first of the month that you would, that'd be a great time for you to start giving God the first fruits of time, talents, and resources. But if you're doing that in any other area of your life, this is about your offering. This is about what you give and you ask God to expand. Don't put your name on it. For some, it might be dollars. You want God to expand to trust you. It might be you're going to offer your time in some area of ministry. You're going to offer your talent. Whatever it is, write it down on that. Write it down. And let's see if God will expand that area of your life. Now, just let me make sure that we're on the same page. My hope is in? My trust is in? My future is in? That's right. And once we really take that on board and we really believe it, your relationship to everything else in your life will change. I promise. And I want to give you a little exercise to take that step of faith. And the offering bags come around. It's part of our service today. So I'm going to ask the ushers to keep those back doors left. Nobody gets to leave after my prayer. This is still part of our worship service. This is still part of our offering to God. Father, I thank you so much for the power of your word in this passage, and I pray right now in Jesus' name that our eyes would have been open. I pray that everything that I said that is consistent with your word would be taken in, would change lives. Anything that I've said that is not consistent, Father, I pray that it would just kind of fade away like dust. It would just disappear, dissipate. Father, I pray for everyone in the room right now, that they would consider the idea that grace inspires so much more than the law ever required, that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith and he is our ultimate example of a life well lived. And I pray right now as we surrender everything to you that we'll step out on faith and say, God, I offer this part of my life to you in hopes that you will expand it in hopes that I can use it for your kingdom the thing that is unshakable and eternal and the thing that ultimately matters most. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That's the end of our look at a person's true wealth. 
I hope you're encouraged to give the first of your day, your week and your talents to God. Please join us next time for another message in the Blessed Life series. Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God wants to bless you abundantly in all ways, at all times, in order that you will have enough to go about and abound in every good work. In other words, He wants to bless you so that you can give it away. He wants to give you more so that you can sow more seeds. Today with Jeff Vines, just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.